0: Oh dear. <sighs> hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Coding Podcast, the show where we discuss everything there is to know about app development. I'm your host, Rob Jay, and in today's episode, Me and co-host Mitch Tabian chat to serial entrepreneur and founder Tracy Lee. We talk about starting businesses, what startup life in the Bay Area is really like, her latest business venture, This Dot, and much, much more. Now on to the show. Just a quick bit of housekeeping before we get into today's episode. If you're a new listener and not familiar, me and coding YouTuber Mitch Tabian sometimes co-host episodes together. This is one of those. So if you want to watch the video version of this interview, you can find it on Mitch's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash coding with Mitch. And as always... Feedback on these episodes is very much appreciated. So hit me up on Twitter or LinkedIn or by email, rob at coffeeencodingpod.com. You can also feedback to Mitch on Twitter or LinkedIn or YouTube or Instagram. He's, he's everywhere. And finally, shout out to Jacob D, who very kindly donated me a coffee this week. It's really very much appreciated and i'm glad you find the show interesting enough to think it warrants supporting so thank you very much for that and if anyone listening would like to support the show you can do so by going to coffeeencodingpod.com/donate now onto our conversation with Tracy Lee
1: all right Tracy welcome to the podcast
2: Thank you, thank you for having
1: me. For those of you who don't know Tracy, she has done a lot of th- things. Uh, she's a, mostly in the web world, so like JavaScript based. But she started over 16 companies. I've I've seen on her LinkedIn, and uh, I want to start with uh, talking about how how you got started with all these companies. Have you always been this way? And yeah, yeah in general, like it's it's kind of crazy. Like I think 16 companies, and yeah. you're a young lady still, very <laughs> successful. I'm. I'm curious how did this how did this all come about
2: i don't think i started 16 companies i can't remember how many i mean i feel i feel like maybe at least 10 potentially um but you know i i think like just at a young age i just really liked starting things right i remember my first company was uh jewelry i sat on my boyfriend's uh, bed and made jewelry all all weekend and i was like wow i should probably start selling some of this jewelry you know, so that was like the first one. Um, you know, and doing corporate, corporate got me a little bit bored. So I started like three companies in like one week just because I was like so bored.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's one there's one like portion of your LinkedIn that I looked at when I think it was only like, yeah, like a year period. And there's several companies that were yeah. started in that year yeah. period. Yeah. So yeah. You just bored? I mean, like you you can't you just got too much going on or you, you can't stay still or what?
2: Yeah, I think I just get excited about things. So this is my problem and I have to tone it back a little. I'll give you an example. Like when, you know, when the, uh, you know, the the pandemic hit, uh, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to bake bread. Okay, let's bake bread. Okay, let's buy a hundred pounds of flour. Like, let me just, you know, and I I just go all in, right? Okay. (laughs) So, you know, because I I just want to do something and, uh, you know, I need to stop doing that with my side projects because like even um, knitting. You know, I learned how to knit. And then I have like two things of knitting and I'm, I'm over it already. Like yeah. what am we gonna do with all this yarn? So companies thankfully are a little bit different. Um, I feel like I've had like two successful ones. So I feel like this.labs is the second like really successful one. The first one was Dishcrawl and I sold that about five years ago and then kind of moved on to, uh, you know, didn't really know what I wanted to do and- Can you tell us about Dishcrawl? Yeah, so Dishcrawl was interesting because You know, uh, I still remember going to my first conference, an API conference, and I was like, what's an API? I mean, I had no development experience or anything, right? I'm like, oh, APIs, that sounds so cute. You know, this was back in 2008 when like APIs were like the cool thing to do. I mean, like, you know, now it's like, whatever, but. um, (laughs) And, um, you know, I started this, you know, got a team together, wanted to build something. Uh, we ended up building like a food related startup and we took people on food adventures. So we were uh, in one year, we we actually expanded from like 15 different cities to like 250 cities. Our team grew the same size since we had like about, you know, one person in each city. Um, so that was crazy amazing growth but basically taking people on food adventures and it was start, very enabled
1: <laughs> how do you how do you start something like that like you said um you know i i, I got some people together and i wanted to build something how yeah. how like specifically how does that start like does it start <laughs> with does it start with convincing one person like hey i want to build something i don't know what it is but come with me let's try and build something or is it like i have an idea and then you know i don't know like what what does that yeah. what does that look like
2: I'm trying to think of, you know, when I started Dishcrawl. So when I started Dishcrawl, I was surrounded by tech people. I was a receptionist at a tech company.
1: Okay. And I had like,
2: these, these uh, hardware friends. And one guy was like, oh, you know, I'm really into JavaScript. And I was like, oh, what's that? Whatever. Okay, let's build something. You know, so initially I just wanted to get a bunch of people together and like, okay, we have smart people, like, mm. let's do something, right? Okay. But then when we really started getting going, I actually put a call out on Twitter. I was like, hey, looking for co-founders. And that's actually how I found my first two co-founders, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then we just started building. So, you know, it, it's very much like that. Like, I still remember, um, you know, uh, I was asking an investor for advice. He was the uh, founder of Match.com. And I was like, hey, I'm about to go look for investment. You know, being in the Silicon Valley, that's what you, you do, right? Um, and I started going through the pitch deck. And, like, I remember calling my co-founder and I was like, I think this guy wants to join our team. Like, this was after a few meetings, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, how could the founder of Match.com want to join our team? And I was like, dude, if he joins our team, like, will you quit your job? My, to my co-founder and he's like yes I will quit my job if this guy joins the team," because he was like it was so incredulous about it mm. and it ended up happening and like huh. you know so like those types of things I think are just like very natural for some people
0: so up until that point it was a side hustle right everyone was still at their jobs and working on this like free time weekends
2: I didn't quit my job until we actually could support it so okay. I worked on you know dish crawl for the first two years just like um you know nights and weekends but my corporate job wasn't like that, you know, hard. Consumer, so. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, okay.
1: So does this sort of thing just like happen? Like when you live in Silicon Valley, you're just you just happen to be a receptionist working around a bunch of tech people, and you're like, hey, <laughs> hey, tech people, uh, come with me. <laughs>
2: You know, like, weirdly enough, it really does happen more organically in the Bay Area. Like, I remember this one time, um, I love going to this one restaurant called The Meadowood. And um, The Meadowood, you know, um, I saw, um, you know, the two, Ron Conway, if you guys know Ron Conway and his involvement with, like, Facebook and stuff like that. I do not. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the other, like, f- initial Facebook investors. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, you just see them there. Okay, you know, so... So I think like, because for some reason, people in the Bay area just have this energy about them where they're like, oh, I'm doing a startup. You know, everybody's doing a startup on their free time or a lot of people are. Uh-huh. So you just like find those people. Like there is this hacker space with that, you know, Instacart and uh-huh. some of these other companies started out of, and you know, it starts off small. And then I feel like it's just knowing the right people Mm-hmm. and you know the fact that they're all there anyways it's yeah. just it's super easy i'm
1: sure that's yeah a big part is just ev- everybody's just sort of there and like like say you live in an apartment building you know that the guy next to you or the girl next to you on both sides is like 80 percent a programmer yes and mm-hmm. and like yeah. ch- and so like no matter what you go to the grocery store you go to the coffee shop you go wherever you're yeah. going to be around programmers and yeah. if you have a conversation it's inevitably leads to you know the th- neat things that they have or the ideas that they have i yeah. guess that makes sense it's there's, like hot
2: a- spots. there's hot spots like uh, re- there's red rock coffee in mountain view there's Cuba cafe in palo alto mm-hmm. and like everyone's pitching people and
1: mm-hmm. you know it's like a petri dish of like um or like programming creativity like all in silicon valley it sounds like
2: yeah like it's very um and, you know, it's funny because people, people are like, oh, is that really real? I mean, this is why a lot of people move to the Bay Area. And for a lot of reasons, it's totally worth it, right? Like, mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It's just, like, easier to get things done in a lot of ways. But
1: yeah, it it feels like sense. about
2: the balance in life, you know? Like, you know, buying a house for a million dollars, that's totally run down.
1: Yeah, doesn't sound fun either.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, it's a question of, like, does the balance of your life and the kind of, you know, sacrifices. I mean, they don't think of it as sacrifices. I grew up in the Bay area, so I never did until I left. Sure. Um, do those like outweigh the benefit that you get?
0: What, what do you think the sacrifices are now that you've left or when you left?
2: <sighs> well, you know, after I sold my first company, I was like no longer tied down to an office. So mm. there was this boy and I was like, Oh, you live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Let's go there. So I went to go visit him and I was like, what, why is it so cheap here? You know, I was paying $3,500 for a two bed, two bath, like not even in the middle of anywhere. Like it was like in the boonies. It was nice, but it was in the boonies. And then, um, you know, I found out that I could get a, a an apartment in downtown for like $1,100. And literally I was like, okay, I'm signing a one year lease. And then mm-hmm. that was the end of it.
1: Mm -hmm. so how long so how long did that last until you were back to california
2: uh well i you know i still haven't left california i mean i feel like i'm basically you know i before the pandemic i was like two weeks two weeks
0: oh okay okay
2: you know so this is this is
1: just recently like you 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 were going back and forth just recently
2: i did it for like three years okay you know, and then, you know, this year, it's been a little bit different, obviously.
1: California mm-hmm. sounds very interesting. Um, sounds like...
2: Oh, California's
1: nice. Sounds, yeah, expensive. And, like, I feel like I would be very tempted to, like, have my life consumed by work, though. Like, it would be yeah. al- almost, like, impossible to, to not... Because I like to build things. I like, t- I like to do all those things that you're talking yeah. about. I feel like it would consume me. I don't know if that would be a good yeah. or bad thing.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's like, um, you know, it's, it's just different, right? Like I host meetups um, in, you know, both coasts and also in the mid, you know, in the mid mid, mid, is it called the Midwest? I don't know. Is Kansas city Midwest?
1: I don't don't know. know. I don't know (laughs) these U S (laughs) terms.
2: Yeah. So, but like, um, you know, in, in, in the Bay area, you know, the meetup goes till 10 o'clock and you're kicking people out. You're like, come on, leave people. Right. And -hmm. then in Raleigh, North Carolina, where people, you know, everybody like who's 30 basically has, you know, two or three kids already. Um, You know, it's like, Oh, everyone's gone by nine, Uh you know? So it's a very different culture. And I also found it quite interesting because you think about like why this happens, right? Why do people in the Bay area or New York, um, you know, or, you know, some of these other places uh, like start life later, right? Like, for example, all my friends in the Bay area, you know, you know, even up to 40, like are just starting to have kids or don't have kids yet. Wow! But then like everybody in North Carolina, everyone has kids.
1: Yeah. In their 20s, probably. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Always in their 20s. Yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I'm sure it's just a, it's a biz. it's a, like I said, if I went there, I'm sure it would consume a lot more of my, me than my, is consuming me now where I live. And, and I think, yeah, you just would always put off the family thing. It seem it's just seemed well like the natural thing.
2: I think it's also because like if you can buy a house, you know, you, oh, can that buy,
1: too. Yeah. you can
2: buy a house for like so as an adult, you think about it, right? Like it's like, oh, okay, you know, I'm you know, I'm an adult, okay, I'm gonna buy a house, okay, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get married, you know, I'm gonna have kids, right? Mm-hmm. But in the Bay Area, like you can't even really buy a house until you're like 35, 40, you know, something like that, because you have to have like $150,000 plus down payment.
1: Yeah, exactly. So
2: then like, you know, you haven't progressed in your mind because you still have roommates. Like even Mm -hmm. if I bought a house, when I was looking to buy a house in the Bay Area, I was like, well, I need to have three roommates in order to make the bills. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah. which doesn't sound ideal. Yeah, for having a family. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a factor. And with a million dollar house, that's like a well, I don't know, $4,000 mortgage or something like that too. Even if you put I think it's way more, if you, yeah, depending on how yeah. much you put down, plus uh, like yeah. property tax, house insurance, yeah, food, you're, it
0: just you're makes there. you not want to do it. That's, yeah. That's so, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a lot.
2: People so, always do the cost, cost benefit analysis of Bay Area.
1: So what uh, can we, can we talk about, cause I know we don't have very much time. Yeah. Do, can we talk about your, um, your company now? Cause it, yeah. sounds, it sounds very interesting. I took a look at your website and it's like some of your services sound really interesting. I'm very, I want to know more about it. Yeah. Um, like, like tell us about some of the services that you offer. I was just going mm-hmm. through the list here. Um, the way I see it, there's there's kind of two main categories. I think mm-hmm. like there's like consulting and, Service and like a service, and then there's also mm-hmm. like education and apprenticeship that's mm-hmm. kind of the two categories that I see, but i mean tell tell me more if i 'm wrong
2: yeah, I think generally our uh, our belief at this dot is really to just make the world a better place, right So we have this dot labs and this dot media media is where we're just educating the general JavaScript ecosystem development ecosystem Mm. Um, and this.labs is kind of where we make our money but our philosophy is kind of the same so when we work with clients we don't just you know we're not just like people who come in and give you something or you know whatever it is but Mm. we very much focus on um, you know making sure that the developers we work with become better helping them create better processes like focusing on teaching potentially and doing all this kind of like while delivering as well Um, so, you know, we do general staff augmentation, of course, consulting, um, a lot of people bring us in for more like high level architecture questions, or, you know, let's say you have a team and you're kind of like just needing to do, you know, an audit, or maybe you need to get, you know, a bunch of developers who may not be senior kind of on the right path. Like Mm. those are the types of things like
1: advice, mentorship for, right.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Right. yeah and that's through like pair programming. So a lot of our clients will set up things where it's just a retainer and you know there's a team of ten developers and you know we pair with each one for ninety minutes uh, a week through their hard problems um just to kind of again level them up. That's
1: interesting. yeah. So, so how do you how do you find so are these your employees or are they like all contractors that work for this dot labs?
2: Um, they are, they're all full-time people. Okay. So yeah, I mean, employees, contractors, but they are full-time.
1: And, um, do they all live in the Bay Area or some of them? No. Okay.
2: I feel like, like, okay, we have, wait, we, we, we have like one person who lives in the Bay Area. Um, we're everywhere. So we're a team of about 50 people and, wow. you know, whether it's like.
1: That's Ukraine huge. Ukraine
2: wow. or Ukraine or japan or you so what know brought, what brought
1: these people to you how did how did why did they join this dog <laughs> that's a lot of people and 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 i'm assuming they're very high level uh programmers because the things you talk about require senior knowledge
2: yeah i mean i think it depends right like i mean we've you know because of our reputation in the industry and because of you know my general friend circle right like we've definitely entertained uh, hiring a lot of people who you know like have a lot of you know name brand recognition in the, in the industry and um but one of the things we always do is just make sure there's also a cultural fit right like you can be amazing and like be like the best open source person in the entire world but like we really care about like education and culture and like uh, you know, making sure people care about mentorship versus like, I'm the hottest thing in the entire world, you know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. bow down to me. Yeah, um, a
1: dick. You yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somebody who's unpleasant to be around.
2: <laughs> yeah. So like, that's, that's one thing that we've um, definitely made sure that we, we have in our culture. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we also have this mission to help underrepresented folks in the community. So we're uh, minority certified women business owned and we have this apprenticeship program where we try to help women you know and under other um, underrepresented folks like get their first job, so like the bridge between boot camp and first job right
1: oh see okay, okay. that's that 's really cool too yeah, mm-hmm. so the other side of your business is not just making money. It's um you act you help and you mentor people looking to get their first job or uh, their first kind of freelance clients. If I'm not. Uh, it's
2: really their first job. Like we have a contract to hire program
1: mm-hmm. where
2: uh, you know a lot of companies are talking about you know increasing their Stuff. diversity pipeline. And we're like, okay, well, you can do that through us, you can basically do this contract to hire situation, test somebody out. And the great part about it is, you know, it's kind of, I mean, you know, for, for a lot of people, it's kind of scary to just like be thrown into your first tech job. Mm -hmm. But when you do contract to hire with us, those people who are you know we consider them apprentices they are actually assigned a mentor and we kind of guide them along the journey before sounds great Join, yeah sounds
1: ideal that when I read that I I wasn't sure if I was understanding it right on your website but that sounds like really ideal because yeah making making that transition from like whether you're self-taught whether you went to boot camp even whether you went to school to that first job is difficult and it's difficult to sell like it's very hard to get that first job if you have if you go through your website and you have a senior mentor that is very reassuring to an employer i think cuz you have that like you have yeah. yeah you have something behind you that that you know they're going to be supported that's cool so if somebody so if, like people watching this podcast right now wanted to needed some help getting their first job they how would they do that on your website mm-hmm.
2: Um, there is, uh, if you go to open dot com, there is places where you can apply for the apprentice program or like if you're a company and you're trying to, you know, get more people, uh, you know, get more underrepresented folks in your pipeline. Um, you know, you can just go to this.labs.com and there should be a contact us form there as well.
1: Cool. So what, cool. what are, what are some of the, some of the the coolest projects that you, you guys have worked on at the style labs.
2: Um, well right now we're building this really cool, uh, with one company that I can't mention, but it's also a really cool company. Nobody can I ever
1: mention the company. It's, it's, a, this is a problem with podcasts. It, every- it
2: just
0: makes it sound cooler. If you say that I can't talk about it.
1: Well, they always say that it's yeah. always like, so, uh, yeah, I worked on this really cool thing, but I can't talk about it and I can't tell you yeah. who it was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. great. <laughs>
2: Well, this is a learning platform. So, these people are trying to basically make it uh they're basically trying to create like web.dev but for um you know, but but that like covers more topics and is kind of like a little bit more I don't know. I mean, web.dev is pretty beginner-friendly, but
1: web.dev.
2: Yeah, so that's created by Google, uh web.dev. And um it's uh I mean, it's a really good, it's a really good place. I mean, that's where I learn all about performance. For example, I feel like that's like the only place, well, one of the best places to learn about web performance. Um, But yeah, so that's cool. Uh, We recently just built a conference application for a company and they were expecting like 20,000 people to join this conference.
0: Oh, wow.
2: In like three months or something like that, which was totally crazy. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, fun things like that. Um, I want to pitch to this one company. They have this innovation fund. And I want to pitch this idea of, like, building this, uh, building some sort of tool where, like, you know, somebody can take pictures of their medication and know, like, did you take your medication or did you not? Or, like, what pills are you missing? Or is this the right dosage for this type of thing? So those are the things we get excited about. But you know, it's all about pitching and seeing if somebody actually wants to do it or not.
1: So, what's what's the next thing for you?
2: Oh, the next thing. Uh, I don't know. You're
0: going to sell bridge, right? I feel like that's what you said at the start. Right? Go
1: back to your roots. <laughs> start selling jewelry again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> jewelry will always be a thing for me, I feel like. For um, sure. But, no, I think uh, it's definitely... Um, you know we're excited because we're spinning out some products out of this dot labs and you know mm-hmm. like any consultancy that's what that's what consultancies do. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're building a, a, like a really cool performance tool called Perf Buddy, which we'll be launching at some point in time in the next few months. Okay. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, and you know we're we're thinking about other projects like what other things can we do to help uh, developers. In the world, we've been talking about creating maybe like a global CLI, you know, or maybe like a CLI that has good presets (laughs) for things like the JAMstack, for example. Um,
1: Okay. I don't know. What do you mean by a global CLI? Like a tool that, like for all languages?
2: Yeah, for all languages. Or like, you know, if you need to set up like uh, React with Gatsby with something else or like you know, I mean, I think right now what we're tra- we're starting to see in the industry is like this very, um, uh, uh, I don't want to call it component-based, but like this, you know, you're stitching to things together, mm-hmm. right? And so like, as you're stitching more tools together, you spend a lot of time tr- like just needing to do initial setup, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. you spend your first like week or so. Just doing setup of these tools that you always do, right? Like, yeah, you probably have your starter packs, right? But yeah. like, imagine if there was a CLI that basically said, like, oh yeah, I just want to stitch together X, Y, and Z with these presets done, yeah. right? Like that'd be right. kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I think that like. That's sort of what like DigitalOcean tried to do with their app platform. I think mm-hmm. sort of anyway, because you can just like you know ref Well, they say I tried it; didn't work the way it said it was <laughs> going to work. Um, but yeah, they say like you put in your Git repository, and it it and it looks at it and will like stitch it all together for you. All of the things that you need to build that repository, which would be super handy because, like you said, there's a ton of things in the setup process, you know, what database you're going to use, what language you're going to use, what mm-hmm. other tools you're going to use, exactly. stitching them all together, getting them all work together. But, uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, it wasn't ready.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think stacklets as well is another one of our clients that we love working with and they have some really cool announcements, um, you know, coming in the new year, but I just think it's really going to change the landscape of, uh, you know, other tools like stacklets. So, um, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking right now on stack competitors, but you know, like JS Fiddle, you know, kind of like a JS Fiddle, for example. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So that'll be really interesting. And I'm curious to see how that goes. So, um, do you, do you code a lot still, or
1: are you focused on business stuff?
2: Uh, I wish, um, I, you know, last year was really hard coming to terms with it. Ah. <laughs> I used to spend like half my time doing development at least, you know, mm-hmm. um, these days it's like 10%. It mm-hmm. makes me really sad, but you know, yeah. somebody has to do all the other stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's like a, it's a sad mm-hmm. truth that programmers who become, um, Business Success. leaders.
0: Yeah. It's, it's when you get successful is when you get to do less of, of what you love. Well, I, get,
1: I some. Well, you say get, but she is obviously upset about it. So it's, you know. Sure, sure, not, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grass yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: is always greener. I
1: guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think about that too. Like if I, if, you know, for whatever reason I had a business and I had employees and I had to stop coding, I really would not like that because I like yeah. to just, yeah, for sure. I can kind
2: of get my husband to join the company. I'm like, please please just join the company and deal with all the stuff I don't <laughs> want to deal with. He's like, Well, what would I do? I'm like, you would do all the stuff I don't want to do.
1: Whatever do tell yeah.
2: <laughs> he's like, oh, I tell you. Like, I mean, he's yeah, it probably will never happen, but
1: <laughs> that's the you know. dream.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it's, it's like a 1% chance, but <laughs> yeah.
1: you still, you still hope ask for your, like the next birthday and Christmas for 10 years. Just saying, I
2: know, right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so for learning to program, uh, you, you mentioned earlier that you did not start out a programmer. So how, how do you, how did you learn and what do you think is like the best way to learn? And like, what tips would you suggest people yeah. thinking about, you know, making that transition?
2: you know, community was a huge thing for me. So I think like getting on Twitter and it's just talking about you you learning is really important. Like I even remember like when Angular, what came out with their new router, for example, and I had no idea how the hell to hook it up. Like there was this one stupid little thing that, you know, obviously wasn't documented because it was an alpha. And, you know, I mean, you know, one of my friends just, you know, from Twitter just said like, yeah, cool. Let me help you. So there is a lot of things like that. Like, um, and I think a lot of it is for me. Learning is learning with people, so mm-hmm. I just you know it's just easier for me to like talk through it with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's huge. I think also just like getting started and building something right. Like when I first learned how to code, I was building like a ton of websites every single day. Like mm-hmm. you know just stupid little things. But You're I'm just like randomly oh
1: trying to do stuff basically.
2: Yeah, like oh, I know HTML. Oh, I know CSS. Oh, I know how to make this thing like spin around. Oh, cool. And I still remember my boyfriend at the time, he was like, okay, she's trying to do so much. Okay, let me introduce you to Ember. And like, once he introduced me to Ember and material, I was like, done and I just you know built real websites oh. you know, from yeah there's
1: I think there's there's like this transitional stage I, I my friend is going through it right now too because he's like sort of trying to learn how to code and it always starts like html css and you're like wow this this is like they get so excited about it and they're like this is amazing um but the, like the things they're building are super super ugly <laughs> and then and then they see like some other tool that makes it easier. I don't know what Ember is, but I'm assuming it's some kind of like it's a material like design. Or
2: React. No, it's EmberJS. It's basically another JavaScript framework.
1: Okay. But it makes yeah. things look and feel better on your website, probably.
2: Uh, it's like the JavaScript version of Rails. Okay. If that makes sense.
1: <laughs> JavaScript version of Rails. Okay. So, yeah. So then it, it's a okay, so it's a framework that makes the structuring and the architecture of your website building yeah. process easier. Yeah. Okay. Got and it. Like
2: with that, it just made it, I think, so much easier to, you know, and material design, you know, I mean, I just used like, uh, you know, the material design library.
1: Yeah. It's and awesome. then
2: I was able to make everything beautiful. Like, yeah. why would you do, you know?
1: Why would you not? Would you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bill, I'm hearing building things. I'm hearing get on Twitter and follow a bunch of programmers.
2: Yeah. Talk about it talk mm-hmm.
1: about talk about see Rob I told you you need to be on Twitter
0: I know I don't I know I know I'm trying I'm trying I just don't get it but I'm working on it
1: it's honestly awesome it's it's exactly how she's describing it like I can't I can't even count the number of times when I've run into an issue and I just tweet why won't this bs yeah. work or something and then some like tons of responses and it's always just yeah it's some usually some weird thing that is not documented and yeah they know through experience yeah yeah it's great so learn uh Tried to build things, become part of a community. Yeah. That seems like the top two. I would I would also agree. So do you have any more time?
2: I don't.
1: Okay, we're out then. You're a busy, busy lady. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks for coming on. You
2: always send me a 30-minute calendar invite. I was like, oh, we're doing it this short? Okay. I don't
1: know how to do... I've never even sent a calendar invite before, to be honest. Usually <laughs> I just say, hey, we're doing it this time.
0: I, I was very shocked to get one as well. I normally never get an invite from Mitch. I just get an email that says, this is what's happening.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tr- Tracy wanted a calendar invite. So I'm like, okay, how do I do this?
2: Uh- <laughs> oh my God, sorry. Yeah. No,
1: it's my fault. I'm, it's it's I should... Maybe we'll do a part two. Yeah, we can do another one if you want. Cause you're like, you have a lot of stuff going on and uh, yeah. it's very interesting. So anyway, thanks for coming on. Yeah. And uh, if anyone wants to know uh, more about you and your and your service or and yeah, where where can they find you?
2: Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Lady Leet, Uh or you can also just go to, you know, this.labs.com. It's this D-O-T labs.com. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I like it. I thought, okay, it was
1: a, cool. I thought it was a clever little name.
2: Yeah, but it's terrible to spell, right? Like, yes, definitely terrible to spell. What? Yeah. But anyways yeah but it was so nice chatting and hanging out and i hope to see you guys on twitter rob i hope to see you
0: on twitter soon uh i'll be on twitter i'll follow you in like the next five minutes Woo! that'll probably be my <laughs> my action for Twitter.
2: yeah
0: <laughs> we'll have some yeah. tweets okay <laughs> thanks for coming on
2: thank
0: you cheers see you later big thanks to today's guest tracy lee you can find tracy on twitter at lady leet and you can find a consultancy firm this dot at this dot co and as always you can find my co-host for this episode, Mitch Tabian, at youtube.com forward slash Mitch. Finally, if you like the show, you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and don't forget to leave us a rating or a review. You can do that either via Apple Podcasts or via podchaser.com. The link is in the show notes. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so with a coffee donation at coffeeencodingpod.com slash donate. Caffeine is literally what fuels this podcast. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter at LowCarbRob. And if you'd like to connect with like-minded developers and other listeners, you can do so in our Slack community at coffeeencodingpod.com slash Slack. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Coffee Encoding Podcast.